Hey everybody, no new episode this week. There was a scheduling error, which was completely my fault, but we do have another Case Rewind episode. This covers episodes 11 through 19 of Detective Conan. I hope you enjoy it. We have our first guest this week, the <gasps> one, the only, Eric Quijada. How's it going, Eric? Uh, my gray cells are tinkling, whatever the line is. Whatever. Detective. What? Hi, I'm a detective. We have a mystery to solve today. This was as awkward of an intro as when Justin tried that Seiju <laughs> bit, and it clearly fell flat. <laughs> but all, Are Conan fans always like this? I guess so. That's just how they, they like I gotta rethink this themselves. podcast. Um, so, before we start recapping the episode, boy, do we have a banger of an episode. Um, Eric, give us your rundown on your detective counting knowledge. How much of a fan are you? Like how how familiar are you with the series? Oh god. Um I remember reading the first two volumes. I got the first two volumes physically and I read up to chapter 100 through Illegal Ways and then I watched the anime up to episode 20ish more or less. I think that's more or less my experience does Machikado that should kind of count, right? Does it count as Detective Conan? Yeah, yeah. We'll I've seen the, I've seen the anime and some of the mo- some of the Detective Conan movies, and that's basically it. I'm more of a Kaido Kid fan than Conan, honestly. Yeah, and uh, Kyle, do you, are you even familiar with Kaido Kid? What the hell are you guys so, talking about? You'll get you'll you'll in, you're in for quite the surprise. You'll, le- as we get you'll learn about the best character ever. Yeah, he's one. He's actually no, no. our. I think he's our avatar on uh on the on Twitter. Twitter. He's pretty cool. He just looks like Conan. Exactly. He, he does. Yeah, he does. So, what is going on? You'll, I hate you'll this learn already. more soon enough. God, yeah, I he is this. our avatar. It's, <laughs> it's basically Shinichi with a with a glass. monocle. Yeah, monocle. And a top hat. Is he a twin? No. No. It's Maybe. just that we like, Gesho Oyama can't draw more than like five faces, <laughs> so yeah, everybody fair. looks the same. Everyone looks like that's fair. Everyone looks like Shinichi in some way or form. Rand looks like a female version if you really Just think right about until it. you get to meet like Tan Shinichi, who's my favorite character. <laughs> Tan Shinichi. Yeah. Osaka. Isn't it Osaka or something? Shinichi. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I've I never reached that far, so I forgot. So, hey, it's hard out there for a manga artist. It is. It is. Just look at Dragon Ball. They got deadlines. So we are talking about one of my favorite episodes of all time, the Moonlight Sonata murder case. And this is the first one hour special, something that We'll get familiar with because I did the math and there's over 30 of these one hour specials throughout the 900 episodes. So we'll get to see these pretty regularly. And we start seeing two part episodes all over the place. And I think we're just going to treat them as if they were an hour long special and do both episodes uh, back to back because it doesn't really make sense for our format to divide them up. It was a it was a dark end to this episode, especially as Conan sits there watching the the town hall or whatever, that just engulfed in flames, and he's hearing the piano music. It's like, jeez, this show for kids gets extreme. Yeah, and we don't really see it here, but uh, we'll see the after effects of this episode too, because like this this instills some stuff to Conan as you as you would expect. Like this is a traumatic scene to see somebody just burn while playing the piano uh eric how are you touched by the scene i i personally really like moonlight sauna so seeing this you know creepy scene of just the 
house burning down while still being played slowly. It's just kind of messed up. It's messed up. Considering how much, you know, murder has been happening. And then, oh, hey, did it kidnap? Or did it cap? They didn't capture the person that did it. No, they just burned. Yeah, just, like just like it, his father. Yeah, it's very poetic in that way. It's a haunting song too. Like it's a beautiful song, but like after you see this episode, you can't really hear, listen to it the same way. There's always like a tinge of sadness to the song. So, Kyle, <laughs> like uh, we're eleven episodes in. Is this your favorite so far? Yeah, for sure. This one was great. So it's gonna... It had a such a movie vibe. Yeah, yeah, it's a great thing, and just think of how many other very long episodes we have to catch up. <laughs> I, I liked how they went off site, like they went to a different location. Yeah, I don't know, that just adds to the whole thing. Yeah, they definitely travel beyond Tokyo, even if like Tokyo is the base of operations. Um, mm. They definitely have a lot of t- uh, they travel a lot in the series, and uh, we'll meet different police officers and all kinds of fun stuff as they go into different districts. Uh, yeah. So, like, fantastic episode. One of my all-time's favorite. And then we get the preview for the next episode, which is Ayumi getting kidnapped, Kyle, your girl. Oh, this the, this got me heated. The detective <laughs> boy's member herself getting kidnapped. And uh, the hint is a school festival. And then Conan goes, the next one is quite strange. And it's like, okay. Your like little girlfriend just got like kidnapped, and you're like, "This is pretty strange." One of <laughs> the weird one. Guys. One of many girlfriends. Yeah, Ken is a pimp. Um, so, Eric, what was your like? First off, appreciate you coming on for this episode since it's a sp- yeah, very yeah. special one. It's a very good episode. Yeah, like, uh, how does it stack up to like all the Conan you've seen? I know you said uh, Kaido Kid's like one of your favorite, but as far as like mysteries go, um, is this one of the better Conan things you've seen? I'll say, considering I always, every time I think about this, I always think about, man, 900 episodes, how did he keep making new cases every time without, you know, repeating themselves? I'll say, I can't remember most of them on top of my head, probably like mainly all of them at this point, but I still kind of remember this one back then, because this one was, you know, very unique and different, considering, you know, how it went, how it start, you know, how it, you know, continuing and then how it finished in the end. I'll say that it's one of, the, one of my favorite ones. I still remember this one more or less fondly since yeah, back then. Yeah, it's definitely memorable. Because, you know, one. hey, here's the criminal. They're dead. Nobody, like I said, nobody wins. <laughs> like, well, like, what did they accomplish? They got money out of it. But time to go home feeling, you know, a little sad. That yeah, he did get that 500,000 yen fee, fee, so. They got it firsthand, so, you know, they win. So five hundred thousand yen. That would be uh, four thousand four. Um, about five thousand dollars. So it's not bad. That's worth the trip. That's <laughs> worth of watching someone die. <laughs> yeah, that's worth the. Oh, travel. for sure, <laughs> for sure. Poor. I mean, it's not Kogoro's problem that you know Conan is traumatized. Plus, now, he was you know? probably he was knocked out the entire time. So he <laughs> he doesn't know. Yeah, he had a good time. He didn't even time. know what happened. If you really think about it, until, like, <laughs> he didn't even solve it. He didn't do anything. He had a vacation. Actually, if you if you think about it. If they left right afterwards back home, he was still sleeping. So they, he still doesn't know what happened. If they, he's been sleeping the whole time. <laughs> like the city all burned down. He's probably like, "What happened?" Yikes! God, um, that girl's a boy. <laughs> right, that's the first question. <laughs> Damn, yeah, he doesn't even know that. Damn. Ah, oh, okay, girl. That's the real messed up part. Cover doesn't even know that it's a guy. 
Yeah, so that was a fantastic episode. We've got some two interesting episodes to tackle next time. And we're going to have another guest on here. We're going to have uh, our, our other wannabe games journalist, Dylan Bishop, who I don't think has ever seen any of the episodes, Kyle. So it'll be fun Sweet. seeing his perspective on the series since he's a total stranger in jumping into episode 12 and 13. So we'll see how that goes with him. We've got a, a guest today, the uh, lovely Dylan Bishop. Dylan, uh, who are you? Mario. <laughs> Apparently, he's delivering. Know, he's Luigi. Yes, the, the famed voice actor of Luigi, Charles Martinet. One of his seven Horcruxes has come back. He's flying around my room right now. So, who are you, Dylan? Why do people know you? Uh, if they do, people probably shouldn't know me. Um, I do freelance. I tweet on Twitter. Uh, I don't tweet on Instagram, only on Twitter. Um, I draw sometimes, but mostly the freelance thing. I've, I've, I've been up at Red Bull, VRV, PC Games In, uh, places like that. Wow, what a cool guy. So, <laughs> Dylan, oh my God. What's, your, uh, what's your familiarity with Detective Conan? What, what kind of knowledge are you bringing with you? <clears throat> I'm bringing my first-timer knowledge to this show i figured it'd be really cool to have a fresh perspective as some idiot that just waltzed in on episode 12 and felt like talking about it for literally no reason yeah so you've never seen canon before so it'll be interesting to get your take on some early episodes here yeah what perspectives we have on this show yeah i'm the i'm the vet the grizzled veteran kyle's the the young whipping boy with a heart full of gold and then we've got dylan so, was Kyle new to this before the show? Or He'd is... seen some episodes, but he wasn't super okay. familiar with it. Okay. Yeah, I saw it on, like, Adult Swim. Yeah, I speak for Kyle now. Damn. He We've reduced his talking role. <laughs> I answer all questions directed to him. It's technically just, like, one experienced person on this podcast, uh, and then me and Kyle's just in the background. He brings like, the experience the of fucking. That's what Kyle brings. Hmm, That's right. Yeah, we, we needed at least here. one here. The bottom. Kyle brings a lot of sexual mm. energy to the podcast, which is a valuable part of any podcast for sure. So we're going to talk about episodes 12 and 13 here today. And uh, the first one we're talking about is the Ayumi kidnapping case. And this aired on April 15th, 1996. Dylan, how old were you in 1996? Uh, I was two years Jesus old. Christ. Tops. Two. <laughs> uh, yeah you're, you're a baby i'm sorry you were like shitting yourself when this episode came out i was also shooting myself when i watched the episode for the first time if that counts so, so. not much has changed in the past powerful no 20 30 years clearly <laughs> 30 yeah and uh then we get the big reveal here because he goes you morons Take a closer look. These are props, and uh, they're actually actors for a play. What did you think of this twist, Kyle? Oh, beautiful. 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 This is why I watch this show. I mean, not only do we have this grand romance between Conan and Ayumi, but to end on this note, comedic genius. Shakespeare himself. Fuck him. Fuck Shakespeare? Why, why are you so anti-Shakespeare? Why am I anti-Shakespeare? Because yeah. I'm not from the... 
1600s. I see. That's the oh, time period, right? I thought you meant that you wanted to fuck Shakespeare and like Kyle. No, no, he's, no, no. He's been not into white men. Dylan, white what's, man, your, what's your thoughts on Shakespeare and what did you think about this twist ending here? Shakespeare is okay. As far as the twist, I echo everything Kyle said. This is why I tune into this show week after week for this. This is your first episode. Hardcore fans this, like us. Hardcore this, fans. Yeah, this highbrow uh, writing and epic storytelling. Are you being sarcastic? Not, I thought it was a fun ending. Not, no, it, it was. I'm, I'm just throwing a twist on it. I, I hate what the writers are doing with the later seasons, though. They're moving away from these good, these good character development scenes and going more towards fights and wars and CGI stuff. This isn't stuff Game and... of Thrones. <laughs> but no, the, 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 the twist was, it was really clever. Um, like, it actually did catch me off guard. It felt, I don't know, it felt a little contrived. Like, I feel like most twists like this in any other show or movie would have more hints like laced throughout the episode but i guess that would be kind of pointless not to detective do. conan yeah it, yeah exactly like it'd be kind of pointless to do in a show like this dylan's like, like man i really long. wish this little girl actually got cap uh decapitated <laughs> it was really underwhelming when it was just a prop <laughs> yeah i'm not I mean, gonna lie I, I i agree i agree with what dylan's saying i think also to the point where like i i feel like this whole show is based up on a on false truths to the point where every single episode there's some sort of twist so this twist in particular was very entertaining just because it was it was not like it wasn't oh, a bad done twist it. yeah yeah it was just like oh actually you're all stupid yeah i thought this was so a was fun nice. action episode I, I love the scenes at the the skateboard i thought those were really well done dylan that was your first episode of detective canon what did you think um i actually really enjoyed it um i think the the small touches i know i missed the introduction of the like the powered up shoes so i was kind of confused on how he could kick (laughs) that hard for a seven-year-old um but i think those um would be a really fun way to like introduce new beats into storylines in later episodes i liked the twist i liked the the weird juxtaposition of it being like a kid's show with like that kind of darker uh thematic elements thrown into it it was cool and then kyle i know you're a big detective boys fan uh did this live up to the hype no i'm not gonna lie i was a little bit let down i thought they would be able to do more and it was really just conan and ayumi really for the whole episode but the rest of it was super fun so and i think the twist made it worth it and don't worry we'll get we'll get plenty more with the detective boys down the line and then I, I forgot to ask this, but have either of you been kidnapped? We like to bring up past trauma on this show. Uh, Dylan, have you been kidnapped? I don't think so. I've also never... I take that back. One time I willingly hopped into the trunk of a car. Sick. So you are a winner. I am a winner, I guess. But right. to be fair, it was... It was not a car of a random person. It was a friend's trunk. Uh, and I was not seven. I was probably around 17. And I got stuck in the trunk with my legs flailing out and I couldn't get out of it. And the entire high school girls track team saw me and sat there and laughed with our Spanish teacher. So Damn, that was fun. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that's badass. I have a great love life, by the way. Just wanted to throw that out there. High school was perfect. We don't need you. Did you go on and fuck all those girls? Yeah. yeah. That's how that happened? Yeah. Did Sweet. you gift any of them a, a Care Bear and have it thrown back at you? 
<laughs> I feel like I've got everybody beat when it comes to, that. <laughs> it comes to sad tales. Um, <laughs> so Kyle, uh, you you were a badass in in your school days. I'm assuming nobody would target you for a kidnapping, right? They know better. Uh, no, I was the kidnapper. Actually. Have you? Oh. Have you? Like, I know you stole Game Boys. And you stole the hearts of uh, <laughs> many young lasses. But did you ever steal an actual human? Did you, have you done any oh, human yeah, I'm trafficking? On, I'm on the run from the cops right now, actually. So this podcast is, you know, I'm, I'm pushing the limit here. But, you know, I'm out here trying to make content. So we get the next Conan's hint for episode 13, which is 1 billion yen. So let's keep that in mind. As I really like that guy's voice, by the way. I feel like we've never said that. What guy? I love the guy who says... Next, Conan Hint. Oh, yeah, that is a really good voice clip. Yeah. And the announcer's great. And so the, we'll move on to episode 13, the strange person hunt murder case. This aired April 22nd, 1996. So they were so close to 420, but two days off. We get this little scene between Ken and Masami. Um, he tells her that he tracked her down with a transmitter and that he's a t- detective. She comes clean about the case and admits that Akito is the mastermind. They start to hear police sirens. And to Conan's surprise, he says she won't try to hide or escape. She then admits that uh, where the one billion yen is hidden, but Conan already knows where. It's at the front desk. And that's he knew that because she didn't have the suitcases with her when she was getting into the taxi cab. Akita then wakes up and vows to kill them both, but Conan once again knocks him out rather quickly. It was kind of like an anticlimactic like, thing to have him like rise up again and then just quickly get hit again with the ball. Like That was kind of like dumb. A total punk. And then the police arrive and arrest everyone, and they retrieve the money. And then Akimi says, thank you, little detective, to Conan, before being taken away in handcuffs. Uh, did you think the ending was sweet, Kyle? Are you glad that she didn't? Uh, that she only got shot in the arm? She gave herself up. I do like it whenever the bad guys are like thankful to Conan, like that old guy at the uh, museum, like that. Whenever villains have like a bit of a heel turn at the end, there, that's always nice. And then, uh, Dylan, what was your thoughts here? I hate to just keep agreeing with Kyle, but he keeps saying good things. So I'm right. Um, about everything <laughs> yeah kyle's just always right but no i mean i i did like it i feel like you know the storyline was set up in a pretty good way to this point for everything to to wrap up and i mean it feels kind of weird that she just accepts that he's a seven-year-old that like figured everything out on his own and just <laughs> thanks him like that but i mean other than that it was it was a it was a great little arc well let me tell you something this is one of the biggest fuck-ups in the entire anime I would say it is the biggest fuck up um, because in the manga, uh, she dies. She doesn't get shot in the shoulder. She gets like shot in the vital organs and what she winds up dying in this case. And they have a very emotional. Why is that better? They have this emotional scene at the very end. And uh, she winds up being a more, we won't see her for another uh, 100 episodes, but she winds up being a key character. <laughs> I'll say that much. Oh wow! And they wait. What they actually have to we do this entire episode, Kyle. So you'll get to watch this again on 120 episodes. Um, I'm so lost because she was supposed to die. Wait, hold on, hold on. So she comes back and is a main character, 
and then they kill her. She's not really a main same... character, but like she, her death is meaningful. That's what I'll say. Oh, are you saying that because the this event in the comic or the ma- the manga is is impactful to Conan? Yeah, and also, uh, guess what? Okita was an anime original creation. Originally, it was the, the Men in Black, Kyle. Man, when Okita came out with that long hair, I was like, "Oh man, are we getting to some some main story stuff?" And of course, yeah. Not. So this but... is like a, a key main story moment in the manga, and then they just stripped all that for this and let her live. What? Okay, so I got to be transparent here for a second. Like I, this whole episode, I was really, really bummed because I'm feeling that that feeling when you're watching an anime where you just want to get to the main story and you keep going through filler and that's this whole show so like and for the most part this show's been great it's been very varied i've been able to keep up at pace and we only watch two episodes a week so it's not that big of a deal but this episode i was for whatever reason very strongly craving some main story stuff with what is it, what are they called the black the black organization the black organization that's what i want and it's to supposed to. to be there yeah so now i'm sad yeah but even though i want that lady to live i want her to live don't worry 120 episodes from now you will get that story content <laughs> because they have to retcon it very quickly because they did not know where oyama was going with this um well he's a hack just so just know we'll see we'll see her again we will see her again so dylan since this was the very first time that you watched two episodes of detective Conan, i want to get your thoughts on the series what did you think after watching two episodes uh you kind of just had a random entry point but like uh what did you think of it i i i mean the random entry point was like a little bit jarring um but i i actually liked it uh, i think the only thing i didn't like about it is knowing that it's from the 90s and it's at like 900 episodes at this point like if, if it had a newer like better jumping on point i feel like i would actually keep going um but the fact that it's so hard to find that probably won't happen, but I really like how I mentioned earlier. It's, it, it goes back and forth between like really charming and really dark all the time. Like there's that weird tug and pull that I don't know. There's, there's just something kind of captivating. about. Yeah. It has it. a good sense of humor. And like, even though there's like these grisly murders, uh, there, there's a lightness to the, to the show that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like seeing people suffer. I just want the world to be as unhappy as I am. So, Kyle, uh, it seemed like you put this as kind of like a bottom bottom tier episode of what you've seen so far. Just you, you were... this later one, yeah. I liked that first episode a lot, but this one, yeah. So, I had a thought, and I was like, "Man, Kyle's gonna love this because we got not one but two episodes about the detective boys." on the docket here so like uh i sent you a, a message earlier today it's informing true. you of this did i maybe like get your hopes up too high by telling you there were two detective boys episodes i think you lied to me is what happened this was Why? just a cold face lie <laughs> the first episode that we were watching here didn't have a whole lot of detective boys they're in it throughout are they oh, so i i would argue it's a detective boys episode all right i think my my bar is just much higher all right but it they're in it first we'll we'll talk about this later all right so the first episode on the docket 
is episode 14, The Mysterious Shooting Message Case. And this originally aired April 29th, 1996. Overall, I thought it was a good episode. It was definitely very entertaining, and uh, it was nice to come back to it as down as I was on the show last week. So um, I also liked the, what was it? He won for shooting at the Olympics. What do you call it? Whoever Um, the guy was. Marksman. Yeah, the marksman guy. I liked him, even though he didn't really have any lines or anything. He had plenty to do. Um. Besides he was a that, cool guy. Uh, he, he fucking hit people with his rifle. He could shoot shit from a far distance. <laughs> a real man's man. Hell yeah, I get it. He had a girlfriend. You know, of course he had a girlfriend. He was probably hot. I'd fuck him. I agree. Thank you. <laughs> I agree that you would fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like we were talking about earlier, I don't know if this is a, t- a real Detective Boys episode. They are in it throughout, but I do agree that we don't really get a ton of interactions between them. Uh, But it's nice to have them involved. I'd rather have them involved and be a secondary character like a Ron would be during a regular episode than uh, not have them there at all. I suppose so. It's just weird. I was definitely expecting them to be like part of the plot and then they just sort of sat there. Although I guess Conan does figure out the calculator thing because of which one was it? Mitsuhiko. Mitsuhiko. Do you have a favorite detective? Like I know you were big on Ginta early on, but uh, through fourteen episodes, who's your favorite detective boy character? What's the girl's name? Uh, Ayumi. Yeah, Ayumi. She's sweet. I love her. So you're really getting into the girls, I see. That's <laughs> what I do. I get into those girls. <laughs> oh my god. I don't like it. I take it back. But yeah, like uh, for an anime original episode, uh, I really enjoyed it. Like I didn't, see, there wasn't any like drop in quality. I didn't think. Mm, yeah. And uh, it seems like you enjoyed it more than last week's episode. Although they did screw up the plot by uh, altering it from the manga, so I don't really think that counts as like <laughs> sure. it was like basically a, an anime original in many regards. I think the other thing about the show that I enjoy is like anytime there is just straight filler. Uh, it's never noticeable because the whole show is filler. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds way more negative than I mean it, but no, you've got a point though, because like, it is like a random case every week and like actual plot development is quite rare. Um, and we've actually had more of it early on than we'll probably like get used to. So like, don't expect like (laughs) two meaningful episodes (laughs) in a batch of 10. (laughs) It really just feels like it's like. The season premiere and the season finale. Is that really how it is? Uh, you know, sometimes the... It, they didn't really, like, strictly adhere to seasons. So, like, uh... Because mm. this show airs, like, every fucking week. That's why there's so many episodes. There's never, right. like, a break. There's no real season to it. But, uh... They kind of... They, they sprinkle them in every, every couple dozens of episodes. So, uh... <laughs> is this how the manga is? Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> just um, long stretches of just random cases. Yeah, but they all, like, tie together in a nice way. Like, you'll know, like, random spots will, like, show up. Like, oh, this character showed uh, a new quirk of their personality during this, like, totally unrelated uh, case. And so, like, it all kind of builds up to a big climatic 
part for the arc that like brings closure to everything. Mm. So even while like there might be cases that seem like they're not really have anything to do with like the major arc right now. Like for example, the current manga, they're trying to figure out who this agent called Rum is. Um, and there's a couple different people that Conan thinks it might be, but, um, most of the cases don't really have anything to do with that, but like maybe one of those characters will be involved and we learn something new about their personality and then, sure. you know, we get little hints and stuff. So it works. It works like that. Right. Why did this show not take off here? Uh, just, I think because one, the only place that aired it was like Adult Swim, which isn't ever going to help, really help something <laughs> take off. Yeah. And like uh, you know, it's it's basically a show for kids, but it's about killing, so that's a hard sell uh, for that's like fair. yeah, 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 Cartoon Network and stuff. Yeah, that makes and sense. And then I think a lot of people that like mystery stuff are kind of put off by the fact that it's anime. You're not gonna catch the Scooby Doo crowd. No, but like people that like Sherlock and mystery, like mystery dramas and stuff. Like mm. I feel like this is, even though like I feel like they would appeal to it. If they gave it a real chance, um, I think they kind of dismiss it because they see this kid here. And I mean, I think there's a solid core to all the tricks and stuff, you know, that makes sure. it so enjoyable. Sure. Do you think that Conan's comparable to like Sherlock and I don't know, uh, Monk? <laughs> sure. Like, I, I feel like they, they have strong characters. The mysteries are always solid. I don't, I don't see a problem with that comparison. Yeah, I think Conan is just like Monk. Yeah, he's just as neurotic. What's that other... What's the guy with the mustache? Poirot? Mustache. Yeah, Poirot. Yeah. I have no idea he's, about that one. He's he's a fat guy. Is he a fat chubster? He's a Frenchman, and he's like, Ha ha ha, I'm fat. I'm a ha. <laughs> That's what he says. Gotta love Agatha Christie. Yeah, man, she's a real bitch. Um... <laughs> Not like, not like in a negative sense, but like she was a real <laughs> bitch, you know. It was a compliment. Uh, bitch is empowering, yeah. You know? Yeah, you know because they'll be like, "She's a bad bitch," you know. You said it. Episode fifteen is the missing corpse <laughs> murder case. <laughs> this originally aired on May thirteenth, nineteen ninety six. I thought this was a great episode. Yeah, this was fantastic. It was one of those episodes where it's like a, it has this really nice balance of tone while also doing like something surprisingly dark because whenever Conan's getting chased, like it did seem legitimately pretty crazy. Not that you ever feared for his life because we have 900 more episodes to go. Man, how awesome would it be if they kill Conan off in a random anime episode, like 30 episodes <laughs> in, and then the series just continues as a detective Conan. It'd be like a, what's that show? Uh, Attack on Titan, where what's the face gets eaten. <laughs> But oh, then he just he? comes back. Yeah. Oh, lame. it's not great. So yeah, I, I thought this was a great episode. I thought the trick was awesome. So like, uh, high marks for this. I thought it was great all around. You know, I think it's really charming the idea that they could believe a VCR recording sounded so good in quality that they could mistake it for a voice. No, it's the answering machine. I mean, same thing. <laughs> the VCR was how he turned off the TV. Sure. But I mean, are you saying like through a phone call recording, that would sound real? Well, I mean, it's up. First off, it's upstairs. Mm. Um, 
I mean, you know, so it wouldn't be like perfect quality. It's not like he was right next to him pretending that. Hey, it's not like that. He was like right next to him, like using a bow tie to speak and act like his voice or anything. I don't know, man. Who's the guy that made this again? Uh, Guess who? Oyama. Oyama, yeah. What a hack. And this is a manga case. So this was good, though. I liked it. It was a good episode. Yeah. Great episode. And then the next count in hand is cuts on a chest of drawers. (laughs) <laughs> they're so oddly specific sometimes cuts like sometimes it's something real simple it's like calculator and then it's like cuts on a chest of drawers and it's like what the cuts themselves not the drawer we have a varied episode for you today we've got uh, a grisly murder mystery and then a really fun detective boys case that's a uh, pretty lighthearted and a little bit wacky a little wacky. A little wacky. Just a little. So let's jump right into episode 16, the Antique Collector Murder Case. This originally aired on May 20th, 1996. Like, I thought this was a great episode. Like, I, I thought the mystery was really interesting. I love the, I love the surprise with how, you know, the... We found out, like, the room was such a mess, and we find out why that happened. Uh, I thought it all came together very uh, yeah. tidy. Yeah, it was a good episode. It was a good mystery. Um, I mean, these kinds of episodes I always find more boring, but, um, like, the stuff that, the hallmarks of the show, like, uh, when Kogoro gets knocked out, and then Conan has to pretend to be him, like, those always play well. So, yeah, it was a fun episode. Next current hint is Elevator Girl weird so i remember that not gonna lie when i first saw that very strange elevator girl and that like i don't know the context of that you know i don't know the cultural I guess there's context. just girls that like oh i know what it is have you never been to an elevator where the guy where there's a person's attendant there and they're like which floor ah, yeah 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 so they're just okay. so it's just an elevator attendant the i guess wording it, makes me feel I, weird yeah maybe in like the 1990s japan you know far from uh sure being super progressive there maybe it was like a job only for women at that sure. time that makes sense you know what is weird though restroom attendance like uh i agree holding that little wash towel for you i've never even been someplace fancy enough to have them episode 17 of the hijacked department store case that's originally aired on may 27th 1996 and kyle Here's our discussion point this time. Have you ever been locked inside a building yes. after hours? So. <laughs> wow. How, see, this is what I would have never thought in a million years that this I mean, it's not as good of a story. This is why I asked the questions. <laughs> my uh, my mom used to work at a Chinese restaurant. It was called Yenching, and uh, she knew the owners. And uh, I would go and hang out with her whenever she would go to work. Because, like, summer vacation time, right? So, like. She's working the day or whatever. And I remember one time, like, I honestly cannot recall the context, but I was there late enough where, like, everyone was leaving and my mom was, like, closing up. (laughs) And she just (laughs) left. (laughs) And I think she had assumed I was with her. But, like, this was before I had a cell phone or anything. I was too young. So I'm just, like, sitting in the office and it's, like, pitch dark and the only other light was like the light from like the the yeah main 
restaurant area and that goes out <laughs> and so i'm just sitting there like oh man it's way dark <laughs> and i 100 percent thought my mom was still in there apparently like she got in the car and like started to drive off but like it's in my town it, it's pretty small so like there's like a boulevard that the road parent of the year was like right oh there. man my kid's not in here so she picked you up and everything was fine there's a couple i have a couple of stories like that like that's happened multiple times wow any, any any other exciting uh, ones the weirdest one is so we have a pool in my hometown like it's a big pool with like you know the slides and stuff it's like a baby step towards a water park you know for a small town yeah okay right and uh so is it like I was a hang- community pool sorta sorta you don't have to pay anything to get in i don't think but um i was hanging out there with my friends and then i told my dad that like he's probably gonna take me home or whatever there was just some sort of mixed communication and i didn't have a phone so whenever my friend's parents came it was like oh they're not taking me home and i think there was an understanding that like i would call my dad but i didn't have a phone so i i believe i was i must have been like in sixth grade so not old and not old enough to like figure my own stuff out but like old enough to not panic so i sat there for like 30 minutes and then i just decided i should walk home and so it was a quite a bit of ways from my house so it would have taken a while <laughs> so i start walking and i walk in the wrong so direction dumb. because i'm an idiot <laughs> yeah i went through like uh i was going towards my piano teacher's house in the complete opposite direction i was like near like someone else's suburb and i was like yeah this all seems familiar like i know where i'm at sorta and then it hit me like i should walk around or turn around start going the other way finally get back to the pool and start walking down i get to like a dairy queen or whatever and my dad picks me up because he sees me walking and he's like i was panicking i didn't know what happened to you because <laughs> you didn't call and i was like oh yeah sorry man <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry man sorry about that one. what about you no i'm i'm responsible you're responsible I'm not a, a little rascal like you. <laughs> I got put in these situations. <laughs> <laughs> I had a blast watching this. And, like, even though it's kind of meaningless, like, it's just a fun time. It was a mm. really easy watch. Yeah. Out of the episodes that we've seen so far, how many have included the plot? Probably about four or five, which is a lot through 16 on Conan standards. Okay. Um, so it's only going to go down. And then they've you. messed it up a few times because they had that um, episode where they were on the train and it was like fake gin and vodka instead of the actual guys. Right. Right. Forgot yeah, so about that. Like counting that, um, it's like four or five, but like, okay. I guess for our sake, like anime only sake, it's like two or three. I feel like like I'd be okay if you just took the plot out and it was just episodes like this. I'd be super cool with that. Well, guess what? That's most of the show, so <laughs> I think it'll be okay. Look, I'm, I'm alright with that. I'm alright with it. So, thank you. That's the good thing about this show. <laughs> Even though there's not a, like a ton of plot all the time, uh, it's always a fun time to watch. Like We had a good mystery in the first episode. I had a, a fun solution. 
And then we had all these detective boy hijinks, which was a good time. I wish they played up and, uh, with the their relationships a bit more, to be honest. Yeah, I guess it's kind of hard when you're doing an anime-only episode to really give like a bunch of like plot information about their relationships. Yeah, but I want to see the... Mitsuhiko and Genta being all flirty with Ayumi. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see them trying their hardest and failing. Damn. You have a lot of like. It's just relatable. It's not. You're engaged. <laughs> you keep taking. I'm the cool one. You keep taking my sad boy in this. I'm taking it. Yeah, because you're taking my gimmick. Oh, you're the sad boy. <laughs> I'm the sad boy. Okay, yeah. all right. I'm I'm the happy boy. And we have. Two um, pretty solid episodes this uh, this week, if I dare do say. Yes. Okay, so you're a fan too. <laughs> I like them. Uh, and up first, we have episode 18 of the series, A June Bride Murder Case. And uh, this was aired on June 3rd, 1996. And I've got to say, you know, I got emotional during the Moonlight Sonata case. But uh, this was actually the first episode chronologically to make me tear up I, I cried a bit here hold on hold on we really got to understand like how much were you crying i mean like we had some tears like you know tears are dropping it wasn't just like like multiple me. tears strolling down your cheeks yeah they were coming down but you weren't sobbing i wasn't sobbing and it wasn't like just a tearing up thing no but like it was more okay. than tearing up but not quite full-blown sob if if we were on a one to ten scale where would you put this on the one to ten scale a solid six you know we had some tears wow going. Okay, June Bride murder case. Yeah, it brought on some, some emotions here because, Kyle, you may not know about this, but uh, I'm a romantic, mm. and this really played to those tendencies. In oh, my, did it? My idealized version of true love and people coming together and, like, poisoning your significant other. Like, it's, Well, now, it's spoilers. Beautiful. Beautiful. What you've always wanted. Yeah. And, um, you know, we always have these relatable moments where I ask you questions. And, you know, you have a wedding coming up, Kyle, in the future. It's true. Um, Or have you, after after seeing this episode, have you thought of potentially (laughs) poisoning your bride? You know, now that you bring it up. Let's just get this this on the podcast so we can, you know, air it. Yeah. Um, so Definitely. the feds can have a record. Let the cops know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For the record, I hope your bride does not get poisoned. Thank you. I appreciate it. I do too. Despite everything I've just said. <laughs> it's the groom placed the poison. That was a shocking thing, wasn't it, Kyle? Yeah, I was not expecting that. I mean, Conan always does this, so maybe I should have, but. That guy who was like, a, oh, I wanted to be your groom or whatever. Yeah, you'd think it'd be He him. had like a, he was mean mugging the whole episode? Yeah, he was uh, He was giving strong incel energy. Incel energy. Yeah. You're right. He was. So I just uh, naturally assumed him. And that's the thing. We've been casting so much blame wrongly to the innocent <laughs> incels. <laughs> the poor men that are already sad because they're not fucking and then we have to make them nazis and murderers alongside that sometimes they're just lonely men like keanu reeves that's all i'm saying 
Hmm. I don't think Keanu's an intel. Because think about it. This bro, uh, this uh, groom, totally fucking still try to kill a woman. Who's the misogynist? It's the people that fuck. <laughs> okay. There's no arguing that. Thank you. He says the police chief crashed into a suspect's car while chasing him, and that was when his mother was hit. His mother was still alive, and if she had been transported to a hospital, she would have lived. However, he chose to chase the suspect instead. She wound up dying, and he never forgot that moment. He was then adopted by the Takasugi family and met the bride seven years prior. As soon as he learned that was his daughter, he hatched his plan. He didn't kill the chief directly because he wanted him to feel the sadness of losing someone you love. So this is the reason I want to bring that up about uh, the mother dying. Because he's already, his wife died. So the police chief has already filled the sadness of losing someone you love. Oh, it's like a plot necessity. I think so. I think that adds to the, because while he's focusing on his own hurt, he's kind of ignoring everybody else's hurt, including, uh, you know, the fiance, you know, the innocent people he was putting in harm's way. Have you ever seen Old Boy? That's a another foreign action film, correct? Yeah, I've not seen it. Do you know like the big twist in Old Boy? No, tell me what it is. So in Old Boy, the premise is that this main character gets like kidnapped randomly, and he's got a wife and kids, and they're he's held for like fifteen years, and his wife dies, and it's pinned on him, and then they let him go randomly. So the whole movie is him trying to figure out like what happened, and so at the end of the movie. He gets like hypnotized into an, an incestuous relationship with his daughter. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and that happened because the bad guy was incestuous with his sister and the main character like told everybody at his school. So he like the bad guy had this years long plan to like set up this very convoluted plot to like get this situation going, right? But he did make him fuck his daughter, yeah. So He did. Fucking oh man, what a movie that is. Who's left laughing? This episode felt like that, but just without the incest for me. <laughs> yeah, he didn't go nearly that far. Well, he didn't kidnap anybody, but he went so far as to like get married to somebody and like It's a good bit. It's a good bit? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little joke. Like I've kind of given up on like finding love, but like I might get married to somebody just to, like, break their heart, like, for a bit. Like, that'd be fun. Just for a It'd bit. It'd give me something to do. I thought this was a fantastic episode. It was. This was a great episode. It was one of those ones where, like, all of the side characters felt really important for once. And, uh, and yeah, it was really emotional, like you said. Yeah, I, I like it. it. We get a little, little taste of Ron and Shinichi's backstory. They're, you know, former schooling days. Uh, you know, we have a good mystery. We have fun characters. Totally good. Uh, Does this a uh, woman come back? She might. I'm not 100 percent sure, but she's not it a felt regular. Like... Sure, she, she felt like she again. was like getting set up, but very good character. Yes. <laughs> Episode 19. This is an elevator murder case. This originally aired June 10th, 1996. I thought that was a really good episode. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, that was good. I think uh, 
it wasn't one of those episodes where I was as excited in uh, Conan figuring it out. And I think there were so few characters. It was just the victim and then the the murderer. Yeah. I think they set it up in a pretty good way. For sure. Uh, would this surprise you if I told you this was an anime original episode? Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So. When, where do you figure that out? Do you just go wiki this beforehand? Yeah, and um, they also mention it uh, in the title cards, but I don't want you looking oh. at that. So, I hope so I'm notice. not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Um, and then we get the next Conan's hint, which I fucking love. An eerie basement room. <laughs> it's like Zodiac. Yeah, that doesn't seem good. Not many people have basements in California. Dun, dun, dun. But I do. So, yeah, I, I think we covered two really solid episodes. And, uh, yeah. Like the anime original episodes, they've been really good so far. I haven't had any complaints. Um, I've really liked them. Surprisingly. I would have assumed that they would suck, but who's the guy that made this? Uh, Gesho Oyama. Oyama. Yeah. What a hack. He can't write. He's the greatest. He's the greatest of all time. And we'll get to... <laughs> uh, man, Kenan's so fucking good. I'm so glad we're doing the show for the next eight years, if not 20. <laughs> yeah, the show's going to keep going, right? It's not just episodes 900 or whatever. Yeah, the show's still going, so... Who knows if it'll ever end, Cal? <laughs> Maybe we'll get to the point where we're caught up and we only have to do one episode a week. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> that seems impossible. <laughs> It'll feel like in 10 years we catch up the episode like 1500 <laughs> or something. <laughs> that does it for episode 3 of Case Rewind. I want to thank everybody for listening. I also want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters. Shout out to medium-sized Jeffrey, Big Chief Mason, Ryan Self, Spencer Young, William Lee, and we have a new patron, Tiffany. Thank you for signing up. So we'll be back next week with a new episode. So thank everybody for the support. Bye.